Joe Rogan responds to Neil Young, whose past statements are coming back to haunt him. Whoopi Goldberg doesn't know squat. Joe Biden's racist selection process for a Supreme Court justice. Bombshell news reporting and more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 173 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I'm your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we've got a lot to do with cancel culture and the insanity of social media and the media. So a lot of the stuff that we've covered in the past seems to be coming to a head. We talked in the last episode about how Neil Young had made an ultimatum to Spotify that if they didn't get rid of Joe Rogan, then they had to get rid of his music. And Spotify said, "Okay, we don't really care. Neil, we'll get your music. We'll take it off the platform. Joni Mitchell chimed in. Nils Lofgren, among others. And Joe Rogan responded to this. We brought a few clips, my buddy Larry Blydner and I did, to the Planet Rage show this week, which if you haven't checked it out, thought it was a pretty good episode, planetrage.show. But the gist of what Joe Rogan brought was a little bit disappointing to me because his response was, well, they are going to start putting disclaimers or warnings or whatever you want to call it there is going to be some audio added to the beginning or video i'm guessing of the video podcast that says what you're about to hear in this joe rogan experience episode goes against the science or however they're going to phrase it but it's going against what the majority or the consensus is now who gets to pick all of this is questionable and i think that's a bad way to go about it forcing the need to say what you're about to hear in an open-ended conversation might not be 100 percent accurate every podcast needs that then Every newscast needs that. Anytime somebody opens their mouth, well, before they open their mouth, this is needed now because what's going to come out at some point is not going to be true. And I do applaud Joe Rogan for pointing that out in the statement that he released on Instagram, I believe it was, that said a lot of the things that were considered misinformation over. The last two years of COVID-19, things like it originated in a lab, things like masks don't work, the cloth masks don't work as far as protecting you against an aerosolized virus. There's been a lot of things that 
were originally tagged as being misinformation that have turned out to be the truth. And this is the problem with anything to do with science, because science, any scientist worth their salt will tell you, is never settled. It is never finished. There is always work to be done, and it can always be disproven. We may believe something today, but we might get more information tomorrow that changes everything. So stifling the speech, stifling any discussions about these things are actually way more harmful than stifling speech. And the people that can't see that are the ones that are scary. The people like Neil Young, who want Spotify to boot Joe Rogan, because, I mean, Neil and getting on the high horse, so very high and mighty, which now that we have the Internet, which is this huge database of information, things are coming up, including a Neil Young quote from an interview that he did with Melody Maker back in September of 1985 during the AIDS epidemic where he made a comment saying you go to a supermarket and you see a I'm sorry I'm going to flag right here if you're offended easily by language in Neil's quote there is some bad language there is a slur so warning if that's going to offend you but the Neil Young quote is quote You go to a supermarket and you see a faggot behind the fucking cash register. You don't want him to handle your potatoes. That's a Neil Young quote from September of 1985. So do we cancel Neil Young over that? I mean, I'm completely against all cancel culture. But if we're going to start canceling people left and right, it seems that Neil Young is obviously a homophobe, an AIDS-phobe, And that for this one thing that he said back in a published interview, this wasn't even an off-the-cuff thing where somebody caught him on a microphone. This wasn't something off-the-cuff that maybe you were a little drunk or you were high, smoked a little too much weed, Neil, or like Roseanne Barr on Ambien. No, Neil Young sat down and did an interview with Melody Maker in 1985 and actually knew he was on the record and said that. I mean, we have that country singer, what's his name, Wallen or something that said the N-word and they tried to cancel him. I mean, this is way worse than that, isn't it? So why does anybody give a rat's ass what Neil Young says? I don't know. Joni Mitchell appeared in blackface on a 1977 album as an alter ego. She had Art Nouveau. And had gone to parties in blackface as that character. I mean, that's very inconvenient these days. Do I think Joni Mitchell's a racist? No, probably not. I just think we are going back and applying standards to people that nobody in their life can meet. Which means at some point, everybody is going to be canceled. Not a lot of people. Everybody is going to be canceled. Where do we draw the line? When it comes to the Joe Rogan experience, while I'm not a huge fan, I have only consumed a few of the episodes when Adam Curry was on 
and Ted Nugent. I think I watched one of those. But that's about it. Not a big Joe Rogan fan, but I've seen enough to understand his show and the format of his show, which is an open conversation about just about anything. Now, when you sit down with a few of your friends and start talking about the state of the world, at some point, one of those idiot friends of yours is going to say something or you or me if I'm there, because I'll say stuff that's dumb all the time, be proven wrong at some point. Somebody's going to say something that is wrong. And I don't think we need warnings about this. I think the fact that you can see or listen that this is people having a conversation that isn't scripted, maybe somebody will be wrong. Maybe somebody's ideas are different than yours. And that's okay. This is how we learn. You hear from a variety of different people. I think Joe Rogan does a really good job of having people from all sides of the aisles on his show. I've mentioned in the past, that's why I loved Anthony Bourdain. He would talk to anybody. Didn't matter if it was Ted Nugent or Barack Obama. He seemed to relish talking to both and have a respectful conversation. What you're getting with Joe Rogan, I don't think is really any different. And he has people on that are anti-vaccine or whatever it is. And that's fine. It doesn't change your mind, but isn't the information okay? If they're providing information that you could then go look into, this concept that people believe everything that they read or that they hear or that they see, it's a little concerning. Because the internet sucks, and a vast majority of the content on the internet is absolute garbage, which is the same when it comes to network television as well. But I want people to be able to have the conversations. Whoopi Goldberg in a lot of trouble this week for saying on The View that the Holocaust was not about race. Do I think that's accurate? No. And you know the beautiful thing? The minute I heard Whoopi say that, I was like, man, she's an idiot. I didn't need a disclaimer to tell me that Whoopi Goldberg might say something stupid. This is the beauty of being able to have an open conversation. She's been now sat down or pulled off the show. I guess she's always sitting down. So maybe she's standing up now. But off the view for a couple of weeks, people are trying to get her fired, saying it's not enough. And her apology was kind of half-assed. She said here, quote, on today's show, I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it was about both. This comes from a written statement. Quote, as Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League shared, The Holocaust was about the Nazis' systematic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected. Now, here's the scary thing. Whoopi Goldberg didn't know this going into this, that the Nazis were all about the master race. I mean, that's kind of the playbook when it was the Nazi regime. It was all about the purity of the bloodline and the master race. So if Whoopi somehow missed those days in history class, 
or didn't quite comprehend what was going on. And I think she showed an issue that is not unique to Whoopi Goldberg, which is her viewpoint was more or less, well, the Jewish people, pretty much their skin looks to be white and the German people's skin looks to be white. So I think they're the same race. And that offended a whole lot of people. I mean, it is man's inhumanity to man, but this was all about race. Which is kind of funny because the left right now wants to make everything about race when it shouldn't be. But they want to make everything about race and they're trying to push it in such a way that is mind boggling to me. The fact that President Joe Biden, who seems to be very diminished and his brain is kind of mush. Jill Biden, probably the ones pulling the strings and Joe is nothing more than a marionette dancing to her will. There was a case this week where Joe's like, hey, I'm going to take questions. And his people were like, no, 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 clear the room, clear the room. Don't let Joe talk. Scary, scary. Don't let Joe talk with the media present. But Joe Biden has said that his pick, because we have a Supreme Court justice that is retiring. Joe has said straight out, like he did with his vice presidential candidate. He has said straight out. The person he's going to pick for the Supreme Court will be a black woman. This should piss everybody off, especially black women. Because what this is saying is it doesn't matter if you're qualified. All that matters is your skin's the right color and you have the right sexual organs. That's all. That is all Joe Biden cares about. Does not care about the most qualified individual, which is how we got Kamala Harris as vice president, because he said, I'm going to pick a woman of color as my vice president. What happened to picking the most qualified person for the job, no matter what? Isn't that better for the country to pick the most qualified person for the job, no matter what? Isn't that better for any company that's out there? Pick the best person for the job, no matter what. And it is completely 100% illegal. If you run a small business, doesn't matter what you do, and you take out an ad and you make it clear the person I'm looking for has to be a black woman. Totally illegal. Can't do it. But Joe's doing it. It's got to be illegal. The government cannot decide to put somebody into any position lest a Supreme Court justice based upon race and gender. This is a huge step back. Absolutely a huge step back. The fact that Joe Biden's too stupid to understand that or to hide what he's doing or at least try to cover it up. And there is some uh, hubbub going out in the NFL right now with people claiming racism. This has happened in MLB, which I followed a lot closer over the years, which is, well, you know, you have to, if you're going to be hiring a new executive or you're going to be hiring a new manager, the sport put some things into place that said you have to interview multiple people. And, you know, there are some quotas and they're not going to force you to hire those people. But at least pretend, Joe. You could have gone through a process and pretended you were actually 
contemplating maybe a black guy as a Supreme Court or maybe an Asian guy or any guy at all, I guess. But when you come down and say my only criteria is based upon somebody's gender and the color of their skin, it is absolutely a huge step back. And everybody should be pissed off about this, especially black women, because black women, come on. Are you not competitive? Are you not intelligent enough to sit on the Supreme Court? I'm sure there are plenty of black women that are. But making that the number one criteria should piss you off, just as if the criteria was we want a white woman or we want a white guy. It doesn't matter. Be blind to the race and gender and pick the best person uh, for the job. I know people are always going to have bias, but I cover this. I don't remember if it was here or on Grumpy Old Ben's that there was a symphonic orchestra that used to do the auditions blindly, meaning they could only hear the person playing so they could make the best choice based strictly upon what mattered for an orchestra, which is how well the person could play their instrument. And that had to go by the wayside because, you know, we need more diversity. We need more inclusion. We don't need to take the best people. We need to make sure we take the right quotas. And it's unfair. I mean, again, this should piss off everybody of color, everybody of any minority that, oh, well, we'll pick you. I mean, but, you know, it's because you're not qualified, but we'll pick you because of the way you look that should piss everybody off whether it does or not i don't know because cancel culture is running rampant and people have gone absolutely nuts i don't believe that whoopi goldberg is a racist i mean she was married to ted danson or still is i don't believe she's anti-jewish i mean her last name oddly enough goldberg and i don't believe that Whoopi Goldberg is hating on any group of people. I think she's just stupid. And if we start firing everybody for being stupid, nobody's going to be left either. Because everybody's going to put their foot in their mouth at some point. They're going to say something stupid. They're not going to be versed on something that they're going to be pulled in on. Granted, most people don't make this mistake in front of an audience of whatever the view has, guessing maybe a million. Or so. I mean, there's not a lot of people watching cable news right now. I doubt there's a lot of people really putting their faith into what the hosts on the view are saying, but maybe I'm wrong. I just find it interesting and ironic when the people that are standing up, like Neil Young and Jody Mitchell, you look back in their past and go, you know, you were a moron too. Whoopi's a moron. Yeah. Joe Rogan, has he said stupid stuff? Yeah. And he said, I'm a podcaster. I just want to have good conversations with people who have information. And then everybody gets to decide what is correct or what is not. The other thing that kind of made me mad with the Rogan thing was him saying, you know, I think we can do a better job if we have somebody on that says something that is against the current mainstream view, then we can balance that out right after with somebody else. 
And this goes back to the fairness doctrine, which is what the left really clamored for when Rush Limbaugh hit the airwaves and everybody went, wow, how does he get millions and millions of people listening? And the people on our side can't even get an audience. We need to balance that out. This goes right back to that. And while I applaud Joe Rogan for wanting to listen to both sides, when Joe Rogan has somebody on like a Dr. Malone that is saying something against the mainstream narrative, that's one guy doing an interview on a podcast. I mean, granted, the audience is huge, but it's going against what everybody on CNN, ABC, MSNBC, and NBC, all these large organizations, large corporations are saying. Now, I would applaud Rogan if he would get the opposite sides on the same show. I would love to see Joe Rogan sit down with Anthony Fauci and Dr. Malone or, you know, whatever it is, have those conversations together. If it could be done without breaking into absolute chaos or violence, I mean, who knows? But that would be entertaining. I don't think Joe Rogan needs to worry about, wow, we have to go have a a mouthpiece from the mainstream come in and talk because we had somebody on the fringe talk. People are going to believe what they want to believe. We did a whole episode early on here on bias, and this is why people go to certain news organizations. This is why they listen to certain podcasts. You will gravitate towards people that you agree with a lot. I mean, some people can break that. There were some people who absolutely disagreed with everything Rush Limbaugh said, for instance, but listen to Rush Limbaugh. And I applaud that because you want to hear what the other side is saying. And if you have an open mind to it, then maybe you can learn something and maybe the world will be a slightly better place if people can learn to compromise a little bit more. But everything is so black or white. Everything is one side or the other. It's interesting. Right before I start recording, the story hit about CNN boss Jeff Zucker stepping down. He has resigned from CNN, and Jeff Zucker, think the guy's a total dirtbag. He has done nothing but push the anti-Trump stories, anti-Trump, the hate overall, and a lot of what he has pushed has turned out to be like a lot of the COVID misinformation uh, has turned out to be true. A lot of the stuff Zucker said as truth has turned out to be bullshit, but this is CNN saying it. So people give it a whole lot more credit, which is wrong. But the way this is being covered is very interesting because the story is Jeff Zucker has been having a relationship with another CNN executive, chief marketing officer, Allison Golust, and they've known each other for like 20 years. And it turns out that over all of this crazy COVID stuff, their relationship went to the next level and CNN policy is uh, you should tell us about that and they didn't and he took the fall for it and said you know that was the wrong thing to do but this was a consensual relationship among two adults that did nothing to harm CNN it did nothing to change their programming now if Jeff Zucker 
had been having a relationship with some Chinese official or something, then maybe you go, wow, you're you're pushing stories that you shouldn't for different reasons. But the way this was covered on sites like Fox News just totally asinine. The headline from Fox News, quote, embattled CNN boss Jeff Zucker resigns in disgrace after bombshell relationship with colleague surfaces. Which part was a bombshell exactly? They've known each other for 20 years and said we've been having a relationship. Neither one of them's married. Doesn't appear that there's any cheating, crazy stuff going on there. There is very little drama. Except for the fact that they didn't call the HR department and go, hey, you know what? We started seeing each other. Now, I could go along with the fact that he's getting out of CNN because ratings going way, way, way down. So maybe this is just the perfect time for Jeff to bail out. His girlfriend is staying. She was one of his you know, highest lieutenants, chief marketing officer. So it's not like this is uh, both of them leaving, which is interesting but with the way cnn's going right now i can see why zucker might want to get out but the way fox is covering this that he's resigning in disgrace after a bombshell relationship no this is a uh, we should have told the human resources department but we didn't and it was company policy and when you're the guy running the company if you're not following the company policy if you're not doing what you're saying you're going to do then i understand It was probably right for him to step down, but I don't think this he's stepping down mainly because of this. I think this is a good excuse, but the way Fox is covering this, it makes me not want to read Fox News. And I think I've said this before on the podcast, Fox News and their deceptive headlines, their overuse of the word bombshell is getting really, really tiring by comparison, CNN, which you'd expect to treat this with kid gloves. CNN was uh, the headline. CNN president Jeff Zucker resigns over consensual relationship with colleague. And that is absolutely the truth. This may be the one time this year CNN's got something right. But this was not a bombshell. And that word to me is a trigger word. That if you're using the word bombshell in your reporting, you're probably not the most reliable news source that is out there. So I did a very unscientific thing. And I understand this may not be completely accurate for various reasons, but I went to Google, which I hate to use, but I figured in this case, I will make an exception. I went to Google and I did a site search, which you can do if you're not familiar with how the search engine works. You can take any term you want and search for it. Everybody knows that. But you can also add in things like site. So if you put site colon CNN.com, it will only return results from that particular domain. And I went to look. News organizations using the word bombshell. How many of the words, how many occurrences that is, of the word bombshell appears on their website currently. We'll go down from the least to the most. Associated Press, 1,340. 
Reuters 2170, the Wall Street Journal 3300, ding, 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 the magic number, MSNBC 5040, the New York Times 5150, the Washington Post 6390. I bet you most of those were about Donald Trump. But then the blaze, Glenn Beck's outfit, which is more conservative leaning. So you got the Washington Post, very liberal, Bezos, 6,390. The blaze, 8,430. Then Breitbart, another right-leaning news organization, 11,300. CNN near the top of the list with 13,000. But Fox News, no surprise, 24,000 results for the term bombshell. And I thought that might be the top. I thought that was maybe would be the top with Breitbart at 11,000, CNN at 13, and Fox News at 24, almost twice what CNN had used the term bombshell. But no, I forgot about the Huffington Post. Do you want to guess? Guess along with me for the Huffington Post. How many results for the term bombshell? Again, CNN 13,000, Fox News 24,000, the Huffington Post 643,000 results for the term bombshell. That tells you where you don't want to get your news. And uh, on that list where I don't want to get my news is almost every news site on the Internet. Very hard to trust all of these organizations because the only reason to really use the term bombshell is for clickbait, is to over-exaggerate, is to not accurately tell a story but to throw some bias in. And the Huffington Post, by and far the worst, but Fox News, CNN, Breitbart, The Blaze, The Washington Post, The New York Times, you know, it's not good. It is not a good time to be somebody that wants accurate news and to try to figure out what's going on in the world. The woke stuff is running rampant. We talked about, I believe, the Superman series now, the son of Superman that is now bisexual and going out with a guy from the Daily Planet, which is all fine and dandy. I think this is a 17-year-old Superman. The reality is, though, they are now five issues in to this run, and comics come out every two or four weeks, and there's not a lot of books. The amount of books that have been coming out lately is down a bit, since COVID hit and Superman right now is not even in the top 50 books by units sold, which for Superman is pretty bad. It's showing, I believe that people are rejecting the overall wokeification of everything where they try to push nothing but diversity for diversity's sake. I've been watching the first uh, four episodes that have come out of the series, How I Met Your Father. The How I Met Your Mother, which was what this was based on, was a really good series, I think. Well done. The characters rang true. 
and it was something that felt very natural. The How I Met Your Father, while it has not been horrible, the parts that have been subpar are the fact that they are trying to throw everything but the kitchen sink or maybe the kitchen sink into this. There is every ethnicity, every sexual background, everything thrown into one cast, and it just doesn't feel natural. They're trying to be a little bit too cutesy with it all, and it doesn't ring true. And a big part of, I believe, what makes any kind of fiction work is that it has to be somewhat believable. And maybe this will all work itself out. But this concept of you're starting from this place and you have to include all of this stuff in order for it to get made or because you want to push a political agenda. Tell the story first. And if you really, really have to, then, you know, maybe have a story that pushes your political agenda a little bit, but not building down from the political agenda into the storyline. And I will applaud Sean Penn, who is very liberal, but even he is standing up on the feminization of men. And you're seeing this in television. You're seeing this a lot. And the quote from an interview with The Independent, Sean Penn says, quote, I think that men have, in my view, become quite feminized. I have these very strong women in my life who do not take masculinity as a sign of oppression towards them. There are a lot of, I think, cowardly genes that lead people that lead to people surrendering their genes and putting on a skirt. Think that Sean Penn is absolutely right there. Now, the Fox News article that covered this quote said, and I quote, The actor made his controversial comments during a sit-down interview alongside his daughter. I mean, one, first of all, what is so controversial about what Sean Penn just said? He's talking about the issue with masculinity being attacked as a bad thing and saying that a lot of women in his life do not see masculinity as a sign of oppression towards them. And it's not saying that it's cowardly genes that lead people to put on a skirt, guys putting on a skirt. I don't necessarily think that is all that controversial, but Fox News does. Who said he did this interview alongside his daughter, Dylan Penn, 30, who stars in Flag Day, which Sean Penn directed. The writer of the article noted that she did not seem particularly on board with her dad's sentiments on masculinity and American men explaining that she remained quiet during his response and stared into space. That's what all kids do when their parents talk, you morons. And of course, she's 30. She's going to have a different viewpoint because she's had to deal with all of the crap going on that has done nothing but attack men. We've talked about the attacks on religion, this push for safe spaces and don't say anything that offends me and you're bad. Everybody gets canceled. I mean, even Neil Young's going to get canceled. Joni Mitchell, everybody has done something stupid in their life. And now kids today, 
who their idiot parents have let them be on social media since the time they could type onto a little screen. They're the ones that have a whole lot to deal with. Keep your kids off of social media. That's a really good idea. Or if they're going to use social media, make sure you can track everything they do until they're at an age where they really understand the ramifications of saying something stupid today as a 10 or 12 year old, 10 years later when you're trying to get a job or what, uh, just six years later, whatever, when you're trying to get a scholarship into college can come back to haunt you. Just understand like anything, like with the vaccines and everything, understand the data, understand the risks and understand the rewards. A current Rasmussen poll says 50% of Americans currently back the impeachment of Joe Biden, even 34% of Democrats, which I think is absolutely insane. The fact is impeachment was not meant to take down a president you disagree with or a president that was so, you know, doing things that you don't like. Impeachment is there if a president clearly breaks the law. And I don't think people understand that anymore. This is why the government cannot govern because, oh, we don't like, oh, impeach, impeach. No, the system can't work if you do that. The system's not going to work if you get a bunch of politicos on the Supreme Court who do nothing but vote the party line rather than, you know, enforcing the law of the land as it was written. We've got problems, a lot of problems, and impeaching Joe Biden at this point, not going to fix them. The, the answer is simple. Go out and elect somebody else when the time comes. In the interim, in the midterms, elect people that will not help this guy. This is how the democracy, which is a republic, of course, the Democratic Republic of the United States works. We put people in office to do our bidding. Somehow people like Nancy Pelosi stay in for way, way, way too long. Start paying attention and get the people out who are letting this kind of stuff happen, letting all the stuff we've talked about recently, the violence going on in the streets, the price of gasoline, the economy as a whole. Impeaching Biden's not the answer. Impeachment is not the answer for any of these issues. It wasn't the answer with Donald Trump. Get off your asses and vote when you can and try to stay abreast of what is going on in the country. I know it's hard. That's all we've talked about over the last half hour or so, which is how hard it is to get accurate information. You got to do the work. You have to find sources that you trust. And you have to understand that most of the talking heads, not the group, they make really good music, David Byrne. I'm talking about people like Whoopi Goldberg, who will come out and say really stupid stuff like, the Holocaust wasn't about race. I don't think you need a disclaimer to know that Whoopi is an idiot. I don't think you need a disclaimer before any of the Joe Rogan podcasts or any podcast. But I think people need to understand that 
information is constantly flowing. Things are constantly changing and getting facts in a world where all news. I mean, Huffington Post, Fox News, bombshell. When news is nothing but clickbait and propaganda. It is a much harder time to figure out what is really going on, which is why we hope that you're listening to this show. And I hope that I bring you a little bit of information that you haven't had somewhere else and entertain you along the way. This is a value for value podcast, which means we put the shows out there. They're not behind a paywall and you get to decide if you got any value out of the show whatsoever. You can send some value back to us, pick an amount and go to random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate and click the donate button for a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. Use the wallet addresses or QR codes to do a crypto thing. You can use the PO box address if you want to go the snail mail route, or if you're listening right now on a podcasting 2.0 compliant app, I like the breeze app. You can boost right now. Even send a boostagram with a little note. Any of them are greatly appreciated. Today, a bunch of people to thank. First and foremost, our buddy Sir Donald of the Fire Bottles, who came in with a check for one, two, three, four, five, and asked to split that between this show, the Planet Rage show that I mentioned earlier that I do with Larry Blydner, Planet Rage show, and the Unrelenting show that I do with Gene Neftuliev, who is just getting over COVID, should be a very interesting episode tomorrow. You can find those shows at unrelenting.show. We appreciate the support for all of those shows, Sir Donald. Coming in also with the check, also split between those shows and the Rock and Roll pre-show, our buddy Chuda Kuki, and we appreciate the $15 he comes in with. Next, Stu Coates with the $6.66 monthly donation, the satanic donation, which is only now doubled with Johnny Bravo coming in with $6.66, which was a payment that came in, again, split between the three shows, Unrelenting with KGB Gene, Rage with Larry, and this Random Thoughts podcast. Please keep up the excellent work. Johnny Bravo from Canada. Well, you guys keep up. Keep on keeping on in the Great White North. Lots of interesting stuff going on with the Canadian truckers, the government trying to take your guns. COVID has changed a lot of things. And the Canadians seem to be snapping out of a lot of the malaise that they've had over the last years. Maybe starting to kick some ass. I like what I'm seeing and thank you for the 666 both Johnny Bravo and Stu Coates. And then coming in over on the Patreon site, which is only there, we don't add any information or any other content there. It's just there to make it easy to get donations in. Our buddy Brian Janak and Dennis Woods both coming in with $5. It is all very much appreciated. Again, if you want to get in on the fun randomthoughts.com slash donate. With all that said, the world keeps throwing fun things out for me to talk about, and I appreciate the fact that you listen to this show. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there that you can be listening to, other things that you could be doing with your time. It is an honor that you're listening to this show. Do me a favor. Tell a few friends about it. 
and help the audience grow. With that said, I will be back next week on Wednesday for another edition of the Random Thoughts Podcast. But until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 